Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. B-Tech Smith and Steve Max, you are now entering the Megacolors, the Megacolors. <laughs> What's up, D. Ted Smith? Oh, what up, Steve? Oh, you know, just living, enjoying this uh, lovely Wednesday where I heard it's supposed to get sunny in 73. It does not look sunny in 73 at this moment. It'll get there, Steve. You have faith. I do have faith. faith, It's going to be weird, though. It's going to be 73 today, but then it's going to be almost humid tomorrow and some thunderstorms. I know. I was like, oh, cool. Weather's getting better. (laughs) It's like I'm a dad and I don't have a kid. Dad life. Oh, it'd be perfect. I could go home and pressure wash my back nook. Oh, you had a pressure washer? Yeah, like a little, like like one of those Home Depot Lowe's specials. It's like this little green one. It's like a hundred bucks. Best hundred bucks I've ever spent. Not, right. not really, but I think I've had lap dances that were more worth it. And But <laughs> but the thing works great. It's not like a giant piece of machine because I've seen other people's pressure washers and I'm like, I don't have room for that. It's gigantic. This is like just... About the size of like a boom box. All right. And it just plugs into the hose. And it, it's not like, it probably wouldn't do a good job like on a commercial type of property or something that's like really gunked up. But for, for your amount of cement. Right. For that little nook that I have, it's great. In about an hour, I get it cleaned up. And in about a year, I got to do it again. I don't know if it's Lulu's poop or her pee or what it is. But man, within like six or seven months, my, my cement turns green. Yeah. Well, it's probably just the moisture, too. Yeah, I know. I just, I never had it that bad until this house. And I don't know if it's just maybe, I don't know what the hell it is. Could be a couple things. But you're not, like, at work, you're always a jeans guy, right? Do you wear shorts in the summer? I try, not often, unless it's like, if it's like in the 90 degree, then I'll rock some shorts, but I don't wear shorts like at work. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to wear some today, but I couldn't find them. That's funny. Our boy Danny uh, on BJ Miggs. Came in today, and I see him wearing the shorts, and my first thought is, well, you've become a Seattleite. It's not even freaking summer, and you're already putting on shorts because we're just so desperate to feel like it's summer. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Christ, man, Miles has been wearing shorts for like three weeks. Oh, I thought Wish Miles, it. I was going to say, I think Miles has been wearing shorts since I first met him. <laughs> I've never seen Miles without shorts. Man, hey, does our studio, this is the main studio cold in the morning. What's that? Is the main studio cold in the morning? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's freezing. I, I, and like, I say this all the time to people, especially on my podcast, but yeah. like, like I run warm. Yeah. Like, you'll never really hear me bitch about being cold. That studio is freezing. There are times where I'm like, oh, got to put the sleeves down because I typically am always wearing my sleeves rolled up because I don't know if you noticed, but, um, and, and we joke about it on BJ Makes, I wear the same thing every day. I've decided that I'm not putting any effort into wearing clothes that I'm going to just wear the exa- same exact outfit. I have three of these shirts, and I, w- I rotate them every day almost. Well, they're different colors. For the most part, it's this color. Like, All I have right. a couple that are kind of like it. I've never noticed. But I've kind of even phased those ones out. I read an article, and it really struck like a nerve with me, and it was some of the best decision makers and some of the, the most brilliant minds, and I'm not putting myself in that category, but... I liked the, the the philosophy behind it. Guys like Steve Jobs when he was still alive, uh, Bill Gates, uh, I think even Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg and, just wears like the same gray T-shirt. That's the thing. They did like somebody did like some kind of an analysis about this and said some people who are people who are constantly needing to make decisions in life should, are some of the best thinkers have decided I'm not gonna I'm gonna limit the amount of decisions I need to make. 
In other words, I don't want to worry about what I have to wear in the morning because I know my brain's going to have to be active and have to make decisions on other stuff. And somehow someone has figured out psychologically it has helped those people. And that's a main reason why you see some of these most brilliant minds wearing the same clothes every day. I'll have to find you the article and send it to you. I read it and it was just like, I've already kind of was leaning towards that because I hate at 2.30 I thought I was just lazy. Uh, that and, and it's a little bit of that. I think no different. Than, remember being in a relationship. What's the worst part about being in a relationship? Well, at least for me, phone calls. Okay, phone calls definitely up there. Deciding what to eat. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, my bad. Right. That's right. the international joke. It, it is, and and I never thought about it. But you, me, and I'm not downplaying what my wife does in life. But like we're constantly being asked to make split decisions on the air. Right. Uh, it could behind cost us our jobs. Yeah, I mean, oh, whether, or not, whether or not to say a, a poop joke could, co- you know, what I mean, like that, yeah. there's like these moments where you have to constantly change the mind and, and 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 make these decisions. When my wife says, "Hey, what are we gonna do for dinner?" I'm like, "I don't know. What do you want to do? Like uh, Indian or sushi?" She goes, "You pick." And all I want to do is just slam my head against the coffee table because I'm like, yeah. I don't. I know I can pick, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, and I and I did it finally. I'm like, let's get Indian this weekend, and it was like, okay. Like, you want sushi? She's like, well, I'm kind of feeling like something fresh. I'm like, all right, then we'll get sushi. Well, it sounds like you want Indian. I don't care what we have. We just have sushi every Saturday. So I figured this Saturday we'll have Indian because I thought maybe you were getting, I'm putting way too much thought and pressure and I'm starting to already get stressed about it right now, Ted. I'm boiling. I'm about ready to break. I'm Linkin Park. Yeah, dude. Go. Good reference. Thank you. Well, I read this whole theory on it once that was just like, it's basically like it's, it's some like things stuck in our brains. That's why it's like every relationship has the same conversation over and over. And it's basically like she wants you to make the decision, but she won't let you just make it. She'll test you. She almost wants you to make the decision that she wants. Right. Cause trust me, I've been through this with girlfriends. Right. And it is the most like, cause it's like, like when I say I don't care, I mean it. I know. Like, even, even a style of food. I don't like, 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 all right, we're going to go to a vegan restaurant. Like I'll find something like at the end of the day, I just want to eat friggin' dinner. Like, can we just go? And all I right. Let and me, I, I want to make a decision. Right. All right. Let me, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Okay. One that gets me, and I was talking about this before is right. Like we get our shows done at six. Yes. We got to do some things afterwards. I usually yeah. get home like seven ish or whatever. Yeah. Now I like to chill out. Maybe smoke a little weed. But the point is, it's like I'm Wait, not gonna, you, you smoke pot? I do. You smoke pot, fucker? I'm not gonna usually eat till like eight-ish. Okay. But every girl I've ever dated, I shouldn't say everyone, but most of them have always been like, like, can we go get dinner? And I'm like, eat a goddamn snack. How are we going through this all the time? You know so are I mean? they expecting you the minute you leave the station to go straight to eat? I'm just saying, like, I like to go home and kind of chill out. Right, like, right, I do this by myself. Like, I'll, I'll buy food after work and then go home and sit there for 40 minutes where I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, it would always just annoy me, like, how, you know, like, well, I'm starving. Can we go? Like, why are you starving? This is the normal routine, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's just frustrating. Oh, uh, and, and I, yeah, that's when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, it's not just me. And so I decided, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm no Bill Gates. I definitely don't have his uh, bank account. Close to it, but not exactly. I'm no Steve Jobs. I'm alive. Uh, I'm no Mark Zuckerberg. I suck at Facebook. But, yeah. but I was like, that is, I don't know if they've intentionally done it or somebody's overthinking this for them, but it really did make sense. And ever since I've done it, my mornings, my morning routine is so much better. Just smooth. Because I know where, I, I keep those shirts all in the laundry room. Like all these right. three, they're always hanging on this little rack in my laundry room because I air dry them so they don't shrink. Do the shirts underneath change? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, but you know what? Sometimes if I did laundry 
and that's the first shirt on top of my stack that's folded. Like, I think I wore this donkey shirt under this shirt yesterday. Because I watched, oh, I, I do it all the time. Right. I have like a five like rotation shirts that I basically like to wear. Like I'm now, I've been wearing the same shoes every day. Yeah. Um, this, you know, I'm, all my socks are black. Like I really just completely, I can get rid of my entire closet because I don't use any of it. I don't even know what's in my closet anymore. I just wear the same thing, man. And my mornings are so much better because I'm like, I wake up, I know exactly what I'm wearing, and I, I'm not that guy. I know BJ, he is, because he's crazy. And apologies to anyone else who does this, but I think you're crazy. The people who pull out their outfits the night before and set it up and get it all ready. Like, that just seems nuts to me. And the last yeah. thing I want to do is prepare my, my outfit for the next day. Yeah. So. I'm happy if I just remember to do laundry the night before. Oh, the worst, my biggest fear is that all three of my shirts are not washed. Oh, yeah. I'll come in just wearing nothing. Yeah, or I have like certain socks I like more than others. Yeah. And when you wake up, it's like, oh, all I have is these crappy socks. Oh, I got to go with the plan B socks. Yeah. I know, dude. I know that. Ruin a day. I've got like 12 fresh socks. And then I've got about eight others that are like on the verge of having holes in them. (laughs) Might be a weird time to bring this up, but I kind of want sushi now. Or Indian. Is there Indian sushi, Steve? Can we have that tonight? Hey, man, they're making uh, Traparitos. It's got the the, the Mexican sushi fusion. Why not? Oh, they just opened up the one in Parkland today. Nice. Today, yeah, I have a buddy. Ah, oh, man, I don't know if I can. I'm not going to out him, but I have a buddy that you know. Yeah, uh, him and his uh, lovely lady had a bet on what day Trappers would open because they live near it, and the argument was like, will it open before May 5th or not? And I guess they got into uh, a heated debate about this. Nice. And here was what they decided. So his thing was, if it opens after May 5th, you have to put your mouth to work. You All right. I mean, if it opens before May 5th, I have to put my mouth to work being my buddy. Yeah. And so he told me the story and I was dying. I'm like, that's the greatest bet that's ever. A good, yeah. It's a win-win for him. Thank you. I agree. Total win-win. I don't know if it's a win-win for her though. It's, um, I think it's more, you know, I think women for, well, I know some, I, I don't want to speak out of turn. I just know some women that aren't a fan of doing putting their mouth to work. I think some are, though. Oh, yeah, and that's why it's like, I can't speak, I don't want to speak out of turn, because I don't know, I haven't asked her. And but if I, he's got to bet that, then I'm guessing they're not, he's not getting a ton of them. Or, yeah, that could be. And maybe on both ends. Maybe, yeah. you know. So, when I saw the announcement said, May 3rd, I send that to him right away and go, you lost! Get your mouth warmed up! <laughs> and I was nice. like, and I could never, like, it was like one of those ones where I'm like, I wanted to tag him when I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, well, I can't because I don't know if she knows that I know that they have this bet. So anyways, my buddy who does- Knowing both of those people, she knows. Yeah, yeah. And she part, knows you guys know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They're, they're pretty open about who they are, and, and I love both of them, but I think that's just the funniest thing. I was like, that's the greatest bet. And that was just so good last time we went. Oh, so damn good. I know. I I wish I could go right now. You know what? F it. Call in sick. Let's go to Trappers in in Parkland. Telling you, man, if you take the sex out of it, I'd go gay real quick. See, we just decided where we're going to eat. Yeah. We're getting along. We're talking about stuff. This is so much easier. (laughs) That's it, babe. I'm leaving you. Goodbye, Sid. Yeah. Now, Ted. I'm moving from one three-letter name person to another. Yeah. We live a sexless marriage, but we love each other. We're, we're not gay. Well, we're gay, but we just don't do the final thing. Yeah. And then eventually I'd be like, we're so gay. Steve, shut up. 
Would we, like, so if we went out and started marching for gay rights, would we be like the Rachel Dolezal of like gay people? Gosh. Like these guys are faking it. They don't even have sex. Neither, look at them. No PDA. They right. don't even have love in their eyes for each other. All they do is high five and bro hug. Right. They're they're pretending to be us so that they don't have to make decisions over dinner. <laughs> I think that I think in the end we would be the bad people, wouldn't we? We are. We would be the embarrassment to the gay community. Jesus, we Christ. just set them back. And then, right? Are women going to want us back? No. Get this straight. You two faked gay, so you didn't have to answer what's for dinner. Hey, you were the ones not answering. <laughs> When we come back, we're going to do push-ups, and we're going to get that TED Talk going. Get the TED Talk, and then I got a good one, Steve, if I should be mad. Oh, oh, we're doing it finally. Yeah. I still have a couple of emails, so maybe we'll do a whole segment about whether or not we should be mad. All right, mine's a serious one, though. Oh, I'm excited. Not at all. I also have great audio of uh, somebody on television getting farted on in the face. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it is. When the Mega Cash returns. guys aren't the prophets of rage. They are the prophets of being awesome. The mega cast will be bad. These days, it seems the airlines are apologizing every day for the treatment of their passengers. There's got to be a better way to travel. And now there is. UPS and FedEx are merging to create a new way to fly at a fraction of the cost of the national airlines. It's U Express. U Express will box you up and ship you wherever you want to go. Folks, this is the captain speaking, and the, oh, oh, that's right. You can't hear me. You're all in the cargo hold. <laughs> U Express is ready when you are, and you'll be ready as soon as we tape the lid to the top of your head. We handle every passenger package with care, but for an extra fee, an extra peace of mind, purchase the fragile sticker or the ultimate upgrade. This end up. Uh, hello. Can you flip me over? All the blood's rushing to my head. Our cargo planes have no aisles, so you know you'll never be dragged down one. And best of all, we charge by weight. So if you're small enough to fit in an envelope, you fly free. You express when you absolutely, positively have to get there unabused. When this dude tries to sing, he sounds more robotic than me. The beat is dope as f- though. The mega cast is back. Neighborhood listening to the mega cast and the bass is bumping. That's what we do. <laughs> Who is that? Day Day. All right. I don't uh, know if I know that guy yet. Day Day. Day Day. <laughs> Hi, I'm Day Day. 
<laughs> What's your rapper name? My name my rapper name's Day Day. It's Dada. It could be. D-A-E-D-A. Oh, D-A. I thought it was just D-A-D-A. Dada was a band from the 90s. Do you remember them? No. You probably don't. You weren't really down with alternative rock music back in the 90s, right? You were more of a hip-hop, JT. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dada was a- Hip-hop, or JT didn't show up till early 2000s. Well, my bad. Sorry. All right. was all that sh- stuff back in non-four, Steve. I, I still think Justin Timberlake putting that tweet out that says, hey guys, it's May, yeah. was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Twitter. Yeah. I was like, wow, that guy, if he couldn't get cooler, he just did. I wonder how many people have shared that meme and don't know the NSYNC song. Dude, it took me forever to understand why people were posting Justin Timberlake things. I'm like, I don't get it. It's like, gonna be May. Yeah, I'm like, it's like, hey, you know, April's over, and then it's a picture, and it didn't have the it's gonna be May originally. Right. So I'm like, all right, yeah, it's, it's it's April's over, and now we're looking at pictures of Justin Timberlake from the NSYNC days. Cool. I don't get this. And finally, dawned on me. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, Dada was a massive one-hit wonder. They had a song called Disneyland, and it didn't spell it Disney like you know. It was D-I-Z, and then I think K-N-E-E-L-A-N-D. Oh. All right. Disneyland. Oh, but, Disney? Yeah, Disney. These nuts. And the whole, I'm, I'm going to sing it poorly, but uh, the song was like, I'm going to Disneyland. I just crashed my car today. I'm going to Disneyland. And it was just a big alternative rock hit back in All the right. 90s. And weird, short, I'll try to make this story super short, but when my band, Peter Parker, was starting to get a little bit of uh, steam going, my old band. And, you know, Harvey Danger just got big. Death Cat for Cutie were building up a buzz. So a lot of labels were trying to find the next um, Seattle band that kind of falls in line with that sound. All right. And we were the ultimate riding the coattails of Harvey Danger, sharing a practice I didn't know space. Harvey Danger was from here. Oh, yeah. No, I never knew that, so you just said that. Oh, dude, we used to play shows with them in the 90s all the time. We shared a practice huh. space with them. Uh, their bassist, Aaron, may rest in peace, when he was alive... He would fill in on bass when our bassist was pregnant or when she just like decided not to be in the band anymore. Um, I, I played drums with them in their practice space from time to time. Like We were like all three bands shared one space together. Like We were all super tight playing shows together in Olympia and Seattle and Bellingham and all that kind of stuff. Well, they took off. Harvey Danger especially took off big at that moment with Flagpole Sitta. All of a sudden, a bunch of labels are trying no different than when the the real the Seattle. I mean, that was a, a different level, obviously. This was a smaller level. But still, labels are like, well, this band's doing well. Let's find another quirky Seattle pop rock band. Introducing the world to Peter Parker. Because Harvey Danger would be on MTV giving us shout-outs on TRL. It was unreal, dude. That's they were like, awesome. I remember one time, they're like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, hey, which one is, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, yeah, we in Seattle, Peter Parker, this other band called Severna Park, and a, a few other bands they would give some love to. Well, there, I think it was MCA Records or one record label that was found out about us and then started to send an A&R guy to our shows and try and, like, you know, schmooze us. Yeah. Buy us beers. Buy you drinks. Yeah, we never got to the buying the lobster dinner level. Like, so right. we were early stage, but he was in love with us. So we're talking and I'm BSing with him. Like, so what's your backstory, you know? He's like, oh, yeah, I used to do this band thing. And then that's how I got into the A&R with music. And I'm like, what band were you in? He goes, oh, um, I used to sing in a band called uh, Dada. I'm like, the Disneyland band? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We're being courted by the guy who wrote Disneyland? This is awesome. <laughs> Grant, I had a couple beers. I mean, probably maybe turned him off a little. He was super great. And he worked up the chain to the main one of the main guys for the label and said, we need to sign this band. They're great. Loved us. 
And that guy was kind of into us. And I can't remember if it was like their LA office or New York office. And it's been so many years. I mean, this is like 15, 20 years ago. And one of the main guys loved us too. The other guy did not see an ounce of success in his, in in our future. And it was just, and it was, you know, he probably was right. Um, But, and he came back to me and goes, Hey man, it's not going to happen. These people love you. These people don't. Um, unfortunately, it's like they don't dislike you. They just don't think that sound is the future. They want a band more like Buck Cherry, and I'll never forget that line. No kidding. So anytime I hear Buck Cherry, all I think is you mother effers. You cost me my chance at making it on Rock Mountain. Yeah. Well, the guy was right though, man. Death Cab never made it. Well, big failures. (laughs) (laughs) Still, I look back. I'll never forget. We were at the Crocodile, the old version of the Crocodile. Death Cab for Cutie just put out their album, uh, Something About Airplanes, their debut record. We played a CD release show with them, and we were talking with them, and, and we were talking about doing like a split seven inch and all this, and they're like, well, we're going to go hit the road pretty soon and tour. Do you guys want to tour with us? And we were all like, uh, I just got a job at the end. Uh, other, one of our other guys, just two of our guys were working at Amazon. We're all like, ah, no. And I look back on that. It's not, what, it's not a massive what if, because I still don't think we would have made right. it. But we sure as hell didn't give ourselves an opportunity to, and it's like, ah. Did they come back off that tour as like... We never saw them again. (laughs) I I mean, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but for the most part, we never saw them again. Like, we used to play shows with them all the time, and it wasn't because they were like dicks. They just... Just blew up. The world changed for them. Everybody's pulling on on their, you know, shoulder or whatever on their, 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 their sleeves, trying to get something out of them. So, I mean, we might have played a couple more shows with them here and there. Um, but no, uh, it, it just, at that point they, they were going down the road of becoming indie rock stars and we were staying in Seattle imploding on stage every couple of months. It's so weird how that happens with bands. It is. Cause it's, I, it's, I can't think of the band right now and they were huge. They were massive like six, seven years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were an end band, man. I can't remember who it is, but anyhow, the end had been playing their record. And then they left the states. So while they were gone, the record blew up. But they had no idea. So as, I, as the story goes, I can't remember the band, but they're uh-huh. doing like an end session or whatever, but or whatever. And this is the first time they've really played in the states in like months. Mm-hmm. And like everybody knows their song, and like it almost like freaked them out. They were like, "Oh my god!" Like everybody knows it. Yeah. What it's happened like, while we left? <laughs> is this like a giant like Truman Show prank on us? Yeah, it's just crazy to me how many of those stories. I mean, I hear the same stories. Uh, our buddy uh, Damon Stewart would tell me about like Nirvana. Yeah. That like they left on tour, and by the time they came back, they were like the biggest band in the damn country. And for them, it took a guy in England to proclaim them to be awesome before America decided, oh yeah, we should pay attention to this band. Yeah. And it was Everett True. I think he was the guy from like Melody Maker or some music publication in, in London, somewhere in that area. And he was the guy that initially started raving about Nirvana. And then people that like followed him because he was kind of a trendsetter in the world of music then we're like oh we should pay attention to this band that is just down the street from us yeah it's crazy man it's it's insane i mean it's like <laughs> this is a bad example but like vanilla ice mm-hmm. oh like, it's exactly yeah i mean we always felt that our careers were parallel with vanilla ice <laughs> but he put out a record and it was like back in the day like an actual record and it wasn't Ice Ice Baby. And then some DJ in Houston just flipped it over and was like, oh, I like this one better. And it was Ice Ice Baby. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's huge. Stratosphere. Yeah. And that Beck is a great example of that. Our, 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 right. Marco Collins. Oh, yeah. Had a buddy 
in I think San Fran or somewhere on the down in the Bay Area came across a 45 man on vinyl. It was just a small printing. Like it wasn't like anyone knew who Beck was. This guy was just a folky singer songwriter doing weird s whatever. Guy hears it goes, wow, that's kind of cool. I'm gonna tell my buddy who works in radio about this guy. Hey Marco, you should check out this Beck guy. Marco hears it, thinks, wow, there's something special about this. this is different. Puts it on the radio. Next thing you know, guy's the biggest star in the world at that time. That song is a monster. Again, had it not been somebody that's just like, you know, at a record store, hey, that looks kind of interesting. I'll check it out. There was no PR. There was no record label pushing back onto anyone. It was just pure, right place, right time, 100% luck. Of course, a lot of skill, but there's a lot of skill and a lot of talented people out there that never get noticed. Yeah, exactly. It's unreal, dude. I love that whole, I love hearing about bands that break it in the most unconventional ways. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Because being in a band really is about a choose-your-adventure kind of thing. Like, which fork in the road are we going to take? And clearly, Peter Parker decided to take the spoon. <laughs> Wait, that, that, was, that makes it sound like we had a heroin problem. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go there. I just thought it was funny. And then I started thinking about sporks. Then I started thinking about mashed potatoes at KFC. Oh! Why are you making me so freaking hungry, Ted? Because I'm hungry. My wife thinks... <laughs> You know what? Let's get our push-ups, our sit-ups, our TED Talk. <laughs> Let's get the heart rates and the blood pumping and the brain functioning. Ted, I picked a very special song because this Friday, yours truly is guest hosting 3-2-1 Battle oh. with our dog, Cody Von Whistler. Because Mar- Murray Grande is going to be gone uh, for, uh, for doing some roller derby stuff. He's coming back. So, Cody hit me up. This is the theme song for 3-2-1 Battle, which happens to also be the old 321 contact song. I was like, they have a great theme song. Yeah, this is it. Contact. All right, let's get 10 Mega Family. Perfect timing. That was unbelievable. Ted Talks, starring Vitek Smith. That was pretty awesome. So I started laughing during it. I was like, I, I was not ready for that song. I love every time I go to 3 to one Battle, and that song starts, and everyone's dancing. People are losing their minds. It's total like the, the, the zoo is starting. Like the, 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 Everything's boiling. And it's just like, contact. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so awesome. A bunch of punk rockers singing along to a cheesy children's educational television show theme song. Yeah. Uh... You know what, man? This week, uh, sometimes things might not go your way, or you might feel they're not. But you know, just just try to stay positive. And uh, man, sometimes it's hard to do. And I had a friend tell me to do it with a situation, and it sucks. But mm-hmm. sometimes, even in a bad situation, you gotta you gotta search for the positive, and you know, give people benefit of the doubt. That's a good one. I like you that. Know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think a lot. Of, I know I'm guilty of this. I just I assume. That people are out to get me. Oh yeah, out to get me. Um, and more often than not, they're not. Yeah, and they don't even realize what they're doing might reflect, might give off a vibe of them not caring about me. Yeah, and then I have to really kind of remove myself and, and remove myself from the ego of it all. And it's not like I'm an egotistical guy, no different than you. But I'd be like, you know, maybe it's just 
just so happened that they didn't realize that they didn't take my feelings into account because they didn't realize that my feelings were going to be hurt. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a good one. And, it, it, and it, it sucks, but that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, I mean, if, if you feel that way and you might be wrong, you might be right. The best way to handle it is just to punch that person in the face. Well, and I was going to say, too, like, I don't want to be negative Nancy. I'm like, stay positive. But like, you know what? Stay positive. Go after yourselves. Yeah. If you think it's going to go that route, don't worry. They'll let you. They'll give them a chance to prove themselves to be a jackass again to you. And then you punch them in the face. They punch. All right. All stay right. positive and then punch them. Let them see them hands. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So when we get back, uh, Mr. Stay Positive over here is going to ask us whether or not he should be mad about something. I think I should. All right, we'll find out when the Mega Cash returns. It's hard to loot and persuade when you are a robot. But at least I have a sexy Australian accent. The Mega Cast will be back. take you to the 67th round of the NFL Draft, and the Denver Broncos have selected Edna Reynolds, a cashier at Costco. I am just so thrilled to have been chosen and hope that I can contribute to this amazing team and help them bring home another Super Bowl. And also, I have access to five-gallon jars of pickles and 50 rolls of toilet paper in bulk. This has been the 67th round of the NFL Draft. These guys would crush a cake by the ocean. Hell yeah, the mega cast is back. I'll never get sick of this song. It just makes me think of Jay. It does. Every time. And our friend, Romance, the porn star. Yeah. But specifically, what was that, like two or three years ago, Jay? Yeah, he was doing the jazz hands. <laughs> this song is just, it's its like comfort food to me. Every time I hear it, I feel good. Yeah. Have you heard that new Bieber song? No. <sighs> DJ Khaled. Beaver. Uh, Let me guess. Did DJ Khaled start, start the song by saying his name? Yeah, because they're the best. <laughs> I just love that. Every song he puts out, it all starts with DJ Khaled. But it's right. It's him. I'm he, curious he, now. Right. Beaver. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chance the Rapper. Oh, geez. Uh, Quavo from Migos. Little Wayne. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is the song called Printing Money? Because I'm sure they are. And the video is just like at, at Khaled's house and they're just partying. Did you see the picture of uh, Machine Gun Kelly and that Haley chick that sings on the Chainsmokers song? And somebody wrote under it. How, how neither of them Justin Bieber? How is it that neither one of these people is Justin Bieber? I was dying. That was the funniest freaking thing ever. Uh, is it called I'm the One? I, oh, yeah, that's it. All right, I'm curious. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, yeah. really? This is going to be the new summer banger. Really? That good? I mean, I, I, I love it, but I, I'm a beaver defender. But so. I saw somebody on, on Facebook or Twitter, somebody who's a rockaholic, listens to the radio station, says, I hate Justin Bieber, and I'm having a hard time accepting the fact that I like this song. Yeah, I so, mean, it just, and it's DJ Khaled, so it's just so catchy. All right, let me see if it starts out. All I want to know is, 
Does he start saying his name to, to begin the song? I think so. All right, let's see. Pulling it up. Come on. All right, let me let me take off the Wi-Fi because you know, God forbid, our Wi-Fi. Oh, here we go. He says his name in every, every song. <laughs> I want to be DJ Colin. Just be like, here. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Ted, uh, this is a segment that we promised that we would do more yes, often. And yes. after we did it the first time, we never did it again. Similar to a lot of things we do. Uh, if only we could do this podcast every day, we could get to a lot of things that we want to do. But we you never. Know, that's a good point. You know, we should just make more time in our days. Yeah. <laughs> How do we do that? I don't know, but maybe we should. Um, you have something that you're wondering whether or not you should be mad about. Correct. Okay. Now, oftentimes, this could be a personal slight or this or that. This is a much more serious issue. Uh-oh. All right? All right. I'm paying attention. I ordered a quesadilla. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yes, it was chicken. All right? Is there anything else? Is there another quesadilla out there other than chicken? Well, if you go to a nicer restaurant, I'm sure you could get a carne asada. <laughs> I just wanted to say carne asada like that. This morning I learned that carne asada is not steak. It's just meat. Yeah. I always thought that carne asada meant steak. It just means meat. Yeah, but every time I get a carne asada taco, it's steak tacos. Yeah, I think too, because sometimes a lot of carne asada can be a lot thinner too. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really look like a steak. Like a shank steak or whatever it is? No, just almost like like they flattened it out a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? Think someone sat on that steak? Yeah, that's all right. I love that restaurant, Asado, yeah. in Tacoma. I just found, and it's an Argentinian steakhouse. I yeah. watched a show on Argentina. Asado just means a plate of meat. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was so fancy. Like, I was about to say, it does kind of burst the bubble of the classiness of the of the place when it, all, their name of their restaurant is basically a plate of meat. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like in my neighborhood, there's a restaurant called Pincho. And I was like, that's fancy, right? And then I found out that's just, again, I can't remember if it's Spanish. I think it's Spanish. It's just the term for a small little thing with a toothpick in it. It's called a pincho. All right. It's, it's no different than, like, you drive somewhere in, like, the, the South Lake Union area. There's a, a restaurant or a place called Bread and Meat. And I'm like, that is the most unoriginal, stupid name. But when you think about it, it's no different than all these fancy restaurants that just say the same exact thing, but in a different language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, look, I, I spend most of my time at places that end with an S. It's kind of my role. <laughs> Trappers. Buckley's. Buckley's. Um, Belltown Pub doesn't have an S. No, but... Yeah. yeah. It's close. P's close to S. Yeah, man. All right. So I order this quesadilla, right? And we wonder why we never get to anything. <laughs> so they said, hey, any add-ons to this quesadilla? And I said, yes. For two fifty, I want the avocado. I still question why it's so much money. Well, I get it, because we eat them out of season, too. It's weird. Okay. So now, Steve, here's the situation. The quesadilla shows up, and the avocado is not inside the quesadilla. It's merely sliced up on the side. Thank you. So my, like, I was like, well, I, I want you guys to put the avocado in the quesadilla. Why didn't they, I wonder? Like, should I, I be mad? Yes. You should be pissed. Let's boycott this place. Name the restaurant. We're boycotting. No, don't restaurant. <laughs> I mean, I can understand if you want guacamole. That makes sense to me to give you a cup of guacamole. No different than if you wanted some uh, sour cream. Well, I, I, and I've had quesadilla from there before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's in there. 
Weird. Yeah. It's no different when sometimes I go to a Subway, I always get the oven-roasted chicken breast. All right. Some of the sandwich artists decide that they could just cook the, the, the oven-roasted chicken breast, pat, like whatever breast, when they heat up the bread. Some have to put it in a microwave, and I'm like, why Why is there two different ways to doing this? Like, like who has decided? Can't you figure out what is the most proper way to do it? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. But I'm with you, dude. Avocados, if you ask for avocados, it's not like you're asking for guacamole. It's, it's like you're asking for tomatoes in your quesadilla. When you put the tomatoes in the quesadilla? Right. If you ask for pico in the quesadilla, it comes in there. Yeah. I just felt like it should have been inside the quesadilla. Now, I get it. You have every right to be mad. Right. You can't cook it with the avocado in there. I get that. But it's on your flat iron. You could lift up that half tortilla, spread the avocado in there, close it, cut it up. It's clearly obvious that this uh, quesadilla artist is lazy. That's what I think. I think mm-hmm. dude in the kitchen just said to hell with it. It's Sunday. I'm just going to chop up this avocado and send it out with the quesadilla. Let him figure it out himself. Right? And then I'm it's in It's like this... a Build-A-Bear. Build a quesadilla. Right. And like, I want the quesadilla whole, man. I don't want to have to dissect it and put avocado in there. Right. God damn. That took me almost an extra minute to put the avocado in there. Asses. Those people are right? asses. Like, I my would... time's not important? I, they should all be fired. So, like I said, just a little I would, thing. I would take I just... this to Twitter. Hashtag avocados go in the quesadilla. <laughs> I just I don't know why on Sunday I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. He didn't put the avocado in the quesadilla. It's funny like we talk about being mad. Um I came across I'm not a Walking Dead fan. I don't know if you are. I never seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. And everyone's like, oh, you love it. You gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. See, I and I brought up wrestling with three two one battle, which is this Friday at Evolve Fitness. It starts at nine PM. Come on down. If you've never been to a wrestling event and you're not even a fan of wrestling, you will love this. If you love wrestling, you will really love this. It's it's they do such a great job with it. Uh, but always the big joke about wrestling is you realize it's fake. And yeah. I, and my response is always and it's funny, my response typically when someone says that is I'm like forget wrestling is not sports it's sports entertainment i don't go to you like do you like walking dead and the person be like yeah i love walking dead i'm never going to go to you and go you realize it's fake it's the same thing tell right wrestling is entertainment it's not i get that they're doing athletic stuff but it's really a television show no different than the walking dead so when i read this story i thought it was hilarious because i'm like man this just proves like anyone who wants to be like, oh, wrestling fans are stupid. They believe what's going on. No, you Walking Dead fans are morons, and you actually think that this is going to be zombies. From buying these zombie apocalypse kits to, you know, being obsessed with zombies to the point where you really think it's going to happen, to people sending death threats to an actor because of his character doing something on The Walking Dead. Jesus. There's a guy, I don't know him, but um, he's part of Abraham's army. His name is uh, Eugene Porter, and he, he's played by a guy by the name of Josh McDermott. And he actually quit social media because there was a storyline, or an, I guess he's, si- spoiler alert, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling a show that I don't even watch, but apparently this character is getting in cahoots with the wrong people, and it's upsetting a lot of the fans because I guess he's a well-loved character. I don't know. But people are so upset that they're now sending death threats to the actor. That's insane. Right? And he is so upset about it, which I, I get it. He's getting death threats. So he just said, F it. I'm done with social media. And then somebody filmed him, and he had this to say about all of it. And it starts off with him, I think, reading some tweets where... He hears somebody saying that he's like a butthole or something like that. Here we go. Butthole? Yep. Oh, death threats don't... Wait, huh? That's funny. Oh, I like that he started with butthole. Butthole? 
<laughs> Hashtag butthole. Butthole? Oh, death threats? Don't send me death threats, because I will. I'm going to report all that sh- to the cops. I'm just sick of it. You can hate Eugene. I don't care. You can think whatever you want, but if you, when you start saying you hope I die, I don't know if you're talking about Josh or Eugene, and I got to report that sh- So just don't be an ass. What, what did I say? Don't stop complaining. Let's just stop complaining about everything on the internet. Okay? Seriously. There's so much. Like, go spend time with your family or friends or loved ones. Where, hang on. Where is this at? He's just sitting somewhere. I think he was eating an avocado. Damn. Probably inside the quesadilla because he's on The Walking Dead and they respect him. <laughs> How sad are you as a human being that you're sending a death threat to a guy who plays a character on a television show? Yeah. Butthole. I... Did you also see the article that came out like yesterday about social media? No. What happened? It just said it. There was just like a study done, and it was just like social media won't actually make you happier, and this and that. And I it's don't just disagree. Like, yeah. Right. Like no s. Like I. I don't understand how people. People for years, right? And I. You've heard me say this a hundred times. Like Facebook is the ultimate urge that nobody talks about it's just vanity and you want your comments to be heard i get it because this is what i do for a living i want people to hear my voice right but it's the same thing so just it's just shocking to me like you really have to do a study to prove this to people like obviously and the main thing i would just say look if you're an instagram person or or a facebook person that posts everything and your life is so glorious good but for the rest of us like don't That's buy funny. i think those people are oh death threats don't oh, oh. damn it Pretend mentally edit that part out. I think people are butthole. I'm just saying for the rest of us, don't pay attention to them because more than likely, it's not going as well as they say. Oh yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I, I firmly believe that the Facebook and social media, and I've said this before. I've always said social media has made people socially awkward, but I also believe that it's given a vehicle for miserable people to spew their miserable opinions about whatever it may be, whether it's the freaking frappuccinos to politics to. Um, whatever else that, that's the yeah. hot new thing, sports, it's just an opportunity for someone who's miserable to have a platform to spew their miserable tendencies. Yeah. And it's never going to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm almost on the same page with my wife. Honestly, if we didn't have what we do for a living, I would get rid of Facebook. Facebook oh, yeah. is the worst. It it's is. worse than any of the other ones. I mean, it's so bad that now I just expect that there's going to be something negative said about me whenever there's a post about me. Like if the station puts something up or hell, the 321 Battle Guys put something up about me guest hosting and I see that there was a comment and I just had the cold sweats. I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get crucified by the 321 Battalion, like the fans. And what did it say? Love Migs. He's going to be a great fit and I'm sure that the Battalion's going to love him. And I'm like, I almost had a heart attack. I'm like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. I'm going to like it. Well, like last week on Meat and Potatoes, right? (laughs) I had two lists. That's a segment on the men's room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, One segment was about soda and one was about cookies. So I bought a Coke. These are two of my favorite things. I bought a Coke and a Pepsi. And then I bought two things of cookies, right? Mm -hmm. So Robin, who's our producer now, she said, hey, how about I take a picture of you with that stuff so we can put it on social media? Great. And oh I said to her, oh, here comes the, like, the comments will show up. And it's like, this is why Ted has diabetes. This is why Ted's dying. It's like, you dumb ass. Like, it's for the freaking segment. Do you think I'm just sitting around chugging soda and eating cookies all day? But it's a chance for a miserable person yeah. to suck everybody into their miserable opinions. It's just, I just was like, I mean, it literally says, for this segment, he's like, oh, fat bastard. That's why he's fat. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, what do you want? You know, I'm just like, all right. It makes you wonder what's going on. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that person's home. Like, what makes them so miserable? 
Why, yeah. why does life suck so much for them that they need to make the world suck outside of their own world? Yeah, the only thing I hate more, you know, like for years, the thing I hated the most when people be like, oh, dude, I love you, love the show, no homo. Like, you don't have to say that. I know uh, you don't physically want to bang me. Right. You're just saying you like the show. The one that kills me now is just being honest, but nobody asked you. <laughs> You're giving an unsolicited negative opinion. That's not being honest. That's being an a-hole. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I believe there's a word for that person. Butthole. <laughs> Speaking of butthole, before we get out of here, I did promise it, and I want to deliver because you know we're 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 two men that deliver, are, ladies. That's right. Yeah, you know what's up. Yeah, um, I know Ted. You're a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars, like I am. Every week, every week. Look forward to. It. Honestly, I used to watch it all the time because I had such a hot. I had the hot for Julianne Hough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And my wife loved Dancing with the Stars, but eventually got to the point where they're not dancing with stars. They're dancing with people who maybe were on television for 15 minutes. Yeah. And it it was just getting a little stupid. Well, right now, well, he is a star because, hell, he was one of the guys that helped the Chicago Cubs win a World Series. And that's uh, former baseball catcher David Ross. He's one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars. And he's a funny dude. Not so much that I would not go and actually watch the show, but I came across this audio and I thought it was awesome. He is dancing with a woman by the name of Lindsay Arnold. She wasn't a dancer when I used to watch the show, but I saw the clip. She's definitely They're keeping- all smoking hot. I was about to say, she keeps with the tradition of being a smoking hot leggy blonde. Yeah. Oh, I could watch those girls dance all day, all night. Well, while they were doing rehearsals, one of them farted in the other one's face. Mm-hmm. And you would think it would be David Ross farting into her face. No. She tooted in his freaking face while she was upside down doing some kind of a cartwheely thing. Her legs are spread open. Her area is right in his face. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, my gosh. It's It's awesome. And this is relatively soon after he dropped her on her finger or head or something. I don't know. But, like, he got klutzy with her. So, in a weird way, she got back at him by giving him the gas face. And here's the audio. My goal the rest of the way is to have as much fun as I possibly can. I've surpassed my expectations. Cartwell? <laughs> His reaction's great. <laughs> I just freaking oh That was right in my microphone. David dropped me on my butt, and then my butt was mad at him. It was just payback. The sci-fi. She's hot just by saying Well, I was going to say, people got to understand, too. I mean, her butt, when she farts, I mean, his face is right there. Yes. Yeah. And you don't expect this, like, cute little dancer girl to just rip ass in his face. We should call him Lady Farts. Lady Farts. Larts. Larts. Ooh. This room smells like larts, dude. (laughs) One more time if you missed it. (laughs) Cartwell. All right. Like, what's his reaction supposed to be? <laughs> Just throw her. Oh, you nasty. Yeah, wait. This is what it would be like if he was an ass. Cartwell? <laughs> Get off me, bitch. Right? <laughs> I would Stank have, ass hoe. I'd have no problem with her farting in my face. Not necessarily my thing, but I'm willing to get pink eye to hang out with her. Yeah, I don't know the power of her farts. That's a good point. I'm not making that bold of a statement, Steve. You know, you saw a point. I don't have a very good sense of smell. Oh, yeah, for you, fart on. (laughs) Instead of larp on. Fart on. Lart on. (laughs) All right. uh, Lart is a good term. Anything uh, happening in your world uh, coming up? You want people to know? I don't know if you got anything that... No, I just got to (laughs) move. But I mean, people can't help me with that. I'm sure they could. I mean, they could. I don't need help with that. I should rephrase that. I have a buddy that's going to help me. (laughs) That would be the funniest 
mega cast party. We've done laser tag. We've um, you know, and on the mix cast, we've gone to uh, Rainier's game. I know on uh, on on the podcast, you guys have made some uh, treks to different bars. Yeah, some bar stuff. The next mega cast party is let's go help Ted move. Right? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, but I'm okay. All right. Yeah, that's that's basically what this weekend. Uh, the Sounders on at noon. Yeah, at home. So I'll probably go check that out. But I, no events coming up. All right. Well, and, and like I mentioned, uh, the event that I have going on is three two one battle this Friday night. Come hang out. Uh, if you've never been to one, uh, to, where's it at again? Over at Evolve Fitness, All which right. is just like really just a few blocks from our building here, and you know the the kind of like downtown like Capitol South Hill. Lake Union. Yeah, yeah. It's just right over near REI. All right. Um, it's called Evolve Fitness. There's a bar nearby. Trying to help people that don't don't work here, live here in the city, Steve. No, you're right. Is, That's where's point. it at? Oh, it's right by here. Some guys in his car being like, I live in Bremerton, Migs. Like, <laughs> throw me a bone. <laughs> or he's like, yeah, I looked around here. Here is Bremerton for me, and it wasn't right by here. Uh, just like, look up Evolve Fitness. I think I spelled E-V-O-L-V, no E in it. and Or just type in 321Battle on Facebook. You'll be able to find out. Yeah. It's a $10 suggested donation, um, and it's a great time. There's a bar in there. Uh, nice. All the wrestlers put on, and they all bring it. Uh, they just are so much fun to watch live. They, they're incredible performers, not only with their athleticism, but also just with who they are as characters. They do a great job of just selling the emotion that is wrestling. Uh, and myself and Cody Von Whistler, Cody, who works at the end, we're going to be doing the play-by-play, which is done live. And it's fun because alcohol is involved. Oh, uh, crazy. It's so much fun, man. 3-2-1 battle. They always do a great job. I'm really beyond honored and nervous to get to be on the microphone with Cody. It's going to yeah. be fun. And I love Murray, so it's a bummer that he won't be there, but uh, I'm going to do my best. Cool. All right, so let's get our 10 push-ups, and we're going to get them to the theme song for 3-2-1 Battle, which is also the original theme song for 3-2-1 Contact. Ted is already on his knees. I am. Let's do this, Steve. He's ready to go. Get 10, Mega Family. I lost a bet. <laughs> and follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Here we go, Ted. I almost got screwed up. We were saying six as they said three. I almost went to four. Uh-oh. It's like wrestling fans, whenever the uh, referee is counting a wrestler out, you know, it's like two. They all keep saying ten, or they'll say the number that is after that to F with the referee's count. Oh, nice. I got to start doing that. Contact. Butthole.